Welcome to Talk Commerce. My name is Jackie Downing, and I am here with our host, Brent Peterson. In this episode, we're joined by our special guest, Patrick Jacobs, to discuss the future of online shopping and how live video is changing the game. Patrick has been on an e-commerce journey for the past 10 years, starting in the cable television industry before transitioning into entrepreneurship. Brent, tell us a little more about Patrick. Sure. Thanks, Jackie. After successfully launching and running his own cable network, Patrick sought to replicate his experience in other ventures, but found it challenging until he joined Emmers. Thanks, Brent. I really enjoyed your interview and learning more about how Immerse is redefining the shopping experience by connecting customers with product experts in the most efficient way possible. The company uses live video to help customers get the answers they need to make informed purchasing decisions. With immersive experiences, brands can build lasting customer relationships and differentiate themselves in a crowded market. In this episode, our Patrick explains how live video can help you sell more products and create stronger customer loyalty. Tune in to learn more about the future of commerce and how you can stay ahead of the curve. Make sure you check out our sponsors Hoofa Themes and Content Basis. Have you heard of the Hoofa Theme for Magento? It is a powerful yet intuitive theme that has been designed to help Magento store owners create the perfect online store. With the Hoofa theme, you can create a store that is unique and engaging while taking advantage of the latest technology that will make your site blazing fast. The theme is built with a modern, responsive design that is optimized for maximum performance and usability. You can easily achieve Google Lighthouse scores of 10. It is also fully customizable allowing you to adjust its look and feel to fit your brand. Overall, the Hoofa theme is the best choice for any Magento site. It is easy to set up and customize, and it provides powerful features to help you create a successful online store. Plus, it is designed to work seamlessly with your existing Magento store, so you can take advantage of its powerful features and tools. With the Hoofa theme, you can create a beautiful, engaging, and successful Magento site. Go to hyva.io to learn more. That's hyva.io. And tell them that Talk Commerce sent you. Are you interested in AI content generation, but you don't know where to start? Have you tried ChatGPT and found it doesn't work, or you don't even know what to do with the results? Have you had problems starting your marketing campaign or started and lost momentum? When was the last time you have a blog post live on your website? My friends at Content Basis have a fantastic offer for you. They use predictive analytics to find content opportunities that will perform on your website. They leverage those opportunities using machine learning and humans to create content that outperforms any other content you've seen before. They don't stop there. They have two human editors reviewing your content before it goes live. Once your content is live, they create 10 social posts on each of those content pages that was just launched. Finally, they work with you to see how those posts are performing and what they can do to add, change, or update the posts in the future. Content Basis is putting the human into your content marketing and your content automation. But don't take my word for it. Look at what 
Content Basis has been doing for TalkCommerce for the last four months. Content Basis is currently accepting beta candidates for WordPress, BigCommerce, and Shopify. Go to contentbasis.io. That's contentbasis.io and learn how you can create marketing strategies that work into the future. My name is Brent Peterson and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Patrick Jacobs. Patrick is the co-founder of Immerse. Patrick, go ahead, do an introduction for yourself. Tell us your day-to-day role and maybe one of your passions in life. Cool. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brent. Excited to to talk to you. I'm the co-founder of Immerse. I work backwards, been at that for a few years now, been on a bit of an entrepreneurial journey for about 10 years, was actually in the cable television industry before this, and fell into entrepreneurship a little bit. That was always something that I knew that I wanted to do, ended up leaving with a few guys from Showtime that I was working with to start our own cable network and ended up launching that, being able to run that successfully all the way to to exit. And I always joked that was probably the professionally, at least one of the best things that happened to me. And then also potentially one of the worst because it was, it was a successful, obviously a successful journey, but also kind of gave me a false sense of maybe how easy or difficult, however you wanted to look at it, entrepreneurship is and spent a few years after that trying to replicate that experience to no avail. And then that's what ended up ultimately bringing me, bringing me over to Immerse. That keeps me really busy. I have three kids that keep me really busy as well and a wife and they've got all of their various activities. But the thing that I'm passionate about outside of that and spend a lot of time with is music. So I've played in bands my entire life. It's my creative outlet. Some people, when they get stressed or need to think, will go take a walk or go do something like that. I like to pick up a guitar, and it seems like within 15, 20 minutes of just noodling around, whatever problem it is that I was having melts away, and, and I've got a little bit better clarity. That's certainly something that, that I'm passionate about and enjoy. Yeah, that's awesome. I can say that I play the piano, and one of my stress reliefs is just sitting and noodling around on the piano. So it's a, it is a really great way to to just get your head out of the game for a while and just play some music great 100 hey, patrick i know that you volunteered to or i voluntold maybe to participate in the free joke project i'm just going to tell you a joke and all you have to do is just say it's joke free or if we can charge for it i'm ready here, here we go what do santa's elves listen to while they work rap music what do you... That one's probably free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I should have said I want to get it out of the way quickly. <laughs> it's I, cute. It's seasonal. It's you know, very I mean, seasonal. There's a, there's, yeah, there, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of good around that joke, but it's uh, charging Absolutely. for it. Maybe ambitious. Yeah, you're right. Thank you. I, the goal is to keep all jokes free all the time. So Of course. <laughs> good. You gave us a good run-up to your journey to Immerse. Can you just give us an overdue overview of what Immerse is and who it serves? Sure. Yeah, yeah. We're really trying to define the shopping experience by connecting a customer with a product expert 
in the most efficient way possible. We've all been there, right? Like online shopping on a brand's website, like just clicking around aimlessly or wandering the aisles of a store aimlessly needing help. And that's obviously very difficult online where you're left to your own devices. And so what we created was the ability for a customer to easily connect online with a product expert that, that is either at the store, that is a brand associate at the store, it could be call center based, it could be home based in this new kind of gig economy that we're dealing with. But really what the premise is and the problem that we're trying to solve is to really reduce the friction of that customer journey and allow them to be able to get the questions that they need answered to get over that purchase finish line in the most effective way possible. And we're big believers in live video, where live video is today, where live video is heading, and of live video playing a larger role in commerce as we move forward and as it just becomes more prevalent to really create that unique customer experience and to really differentiate the brands and retailers that use this and create a stronger lifetime value of the customer, obviously be able to sell more product and higher, higher cart values and a lot of the KPIs that we measure. But the premise is just really to create that connection that's meaningful between the brand and the I was just on an interview the other day where they asked about different channels and what might be big and headless. And I mentioned that live commerce or live streaming commerce is going to be the next big thing. Can you ex just go in a little bit deeper on how that experience difference differs from your typical e-commerce experience? Yeah, sure. And I agree with you. We're members of Gartner and Gartner has these hype cycles that talk about new technologies that go out into the, the next five years. And live commerce actually was a recent addition finally for the first time. And we're probably two to three years out from this being as prevalent as we all think it's going to be. And I do think that this is going to be eventually, eventually everywhere. We think we're in a good spot right place, good market, right time, and all of those things that as a founder of a startup you, you look for. But really what differentiates us and allows the brands who utilize us to create a more memorable experience is just the ability to build a relationship with somebody at that brand. It's one thing if you're buying a t-shirt or a pair of socks or some toothpaste online or something that really doesn't require a lot of explanation and can be just a mindless purchase. But when you start looking, we're working with Specialized, right? They sell $10,000 road bikes. We're working with Lucchese. They sell $1,000 pairs of cowboy boots. We're working with Hammett. They sell several hundred dollars valued of handbags. When you start talking about purchases that are of higher consideration like that, and you're trying to do that online, it's challenging, right? It's, it's tough to get the customer comfortable to go ahead and pull the trigger in an online setting. But if all of a sudden I can plug in an expert and have a, have a conversation like you and I are having right now, where you're able to ask me all the questions that you need to have answered before you were to purchase, or I can say, no, Brent, that's not the right bike for you. Based off of kind of what you told me, I'd go this route. Or, okay, you're looking for a pair of boots that you can wear with into the office, but also be able to go and just kick around town in. I would suggest these. And so when you're able to do that, it really creates this nice impression for the customer. It gives them the confidence to go ahead and buy. That's why most e-com conversion rates are in the low single digits, one, two, maybe you start sniffing 3% if you're doing things really well. And purchases made through Immerse are always in the 20, high 20s to even low 30% conversion rates. And it just goes to show you that if you can make that connection with somebody, just as if they were to walk into your store, that the 
opportunity to actually sell to them and not only sell to them that one time, but leave such a lasting impression that they want to come back and buy from you and tell their friends about you and tell their, their family members about what a great experience you had. It really sets that brand apart from the other brands that are just not there yet. He interviewed earlier in the year the CEO of Vitex, Mariano, Mariano de Ferreira, and his big thing was conversational commerce that this is going to maybe even negate no ux commerce you'd see how i think you have something called digital clienteling does that fit into that no ux commerce model yeah what's different about immerse is that most e-commerce SaaS tools right that are geared towards brands and retailers are all about removing as much of the human element as possible right like how can we automate this or automate that we flip that model on its head and we say, no, you need to have humans involved in this and to be able to represent your brand. And so it, it, it is a bit of a mind shift for these brands to start who, who are thinking about launching live commerce and digital clienteling services that you really need to make sure that you have people in place to be able to answer these calls, to be able to execute on this technology. Um, and when you do, it's really magical. When you don't, it can be a challenge. We've worked with some brands that, that just were not, to be frank, quite ready for this and did not have the infrastructure in place, did not have the human capital in place to be able to really thrive using live commerce. And I think that's just something that is going to come over time and that as more and more companies launch it and learn from it and see other companies that are being successful with it, it'll all come around, but it's still super early in the game. And again, that's a double-edged sword as a startup founder too. You never want to be too late, but at the same point, you, want to, you don't want to be too early. And we feel like that where we're at and where the market's at that delta has shrunk considerably over the last really even three to three to four months and believe that 2023 will be a big year of companies executing on this sort of thing. Would you characterize some of this as putting the human back into online or introducing yeah, a human 100%. into online sales? I wouldn't, I don't even want to say back yeah. because it's never really been there. Like you it's said never earlier. Been there. Yeah. Yeah, we trademarked the term humanizing e-commerce. And in a lot of ways, that's what we're what that's what we're trying to do is just to create a human element that's been missing forever in online. And there were some people launching chatbots and maybe a human was behind that, but it's very clunky and a, a very difficult I think user experience and an unpleasant user experience for most customers. And so we're trying to eliminate that, right? We want to try to repli replicate as best we can that experience that when you walk into a store, you still can't smell the leather of the boots or the handbags or pick up the bike or go for a ride around it, but we're trying to create the next best thing. Do you still recommend say a chatbot if it's a high volume, high value store? that they have yeah. somebody that can filter out some of those general questions and then when you know that it's a qualified customer that it goes to a real person? Yeah, 100%. Most of our customers actually do have both. And we've integrated with a lot of the kind of latest chat bots and companies that are doing that gorgeous Zendesk, those types of companies to where when you click the Immerse widget, which is really focused on shopping, it's more about getting your questions answered, getting advice on the fit of a dress or whatever that may be versus what's the status of my order or I need to facilitate a return or whatever that are more customer service oriented. We integrate with those so that we can prompt the customer and be like, are you looking for customer service? And if so, 
then you can close out our widget automatically and then open up a session with the chatbot. So they play a role, especially for custom for companies that do have a high volume. If they can automate as many of those types of questions that are more service related, then that's great. And then if they're able to offer this live digital shopping, digital clientele service, all the better. Do you think there's ever a chance that the cable company would get you above, get anybody above the number 50 in the live person talk? I'm making a joke right now. <laughs> I think the worst you experience can that anybody... You can charge for that joke. Yeah, yes. I think... You can charge uh, for that joke. Yeah, I think it's never it's never been more frustrating than when you're going through that call tree or you're going through that chat bot tree to get keep getting shuffled around saying did you mean this did you mean this and then getting to the right person is so important i think you made a really good point earlier that there's a differentiation between that expert who's going to help you sell something and that customer service person who's going to help you with an existing order or some other auto admin thing how do you right. address and those things look we try to eliminate through those tools that I was telling you about and these integrations, as many customer service inquiries as we possibly can through the app. But what we tell brands that use this is that every customer contact is an opportunity, right? You could have somebody that's calling in and saying, I need to, re I need to return this, or this wasn't right for me, or I got a hole in these, these pair of pants. And that's still an opportunity to be empathetic, obviously, first, but then to also um, have a conversation with that customer. How long have you been shopping with us? What types of products are you interested in? Hey, we just got a couple of these things in. Let me just share these with you real quick and take a look. And you never know what's going to really be uncovered by that conversation. So anytime you can have a conversation with one of your customers, especially an online customer where you otherwise wouldn't be able to, is potentially a win. Can you speak to your live stream shopping platform a little bit? That's a little bit different than what we're talking about now, right? Yeah, 100%. What this allows a brand to do, and some brands are not equipped to, to do this digital clientele. Like when I hit on that human capacity and that human bandwidth to be able to execute on something like this, sometimes that's difficult to have people in place to be taking these calls live. But what most brands are equipped to be able to do is to broadcast live out because you only need a singular person, a host, to be able to create really unique, cool, fun, live shopping experience. So if you're rolling out a new line of bikes, or if you're launching the new spring line of boots or whatever, or just on a weekly basis, want to have a live event that you can create your own from your brand's own website. That's one of the things that really is a key differentiator to, to what we do is these aren't going out on originating from Instagram Live. You can restream to Facebook and things like that through us, but this lives on your brand's website, not on a third-party site. And all of these shows are recorded, and you're able to really create a nice video library and see like things like time spent on site really increase and have fun explaining your product to a large audience that they can then either watch live or asynchronously later and be able to have these assets that you can promote and that live on your website. We're seeing that that technologies uh, is, or at least that, that solutions a little bit further ahead than digital clienteling, just because in Asia, it's been big for a handful of years now. It's starting to really pick up speed in Europe and even further behind and, and lagging a little bit is the US. But we've got several brands that are using it and are doing great with it. And I think that you'll see that continue to, to expand. Yeah, I think it's a really good point that many, maybe many store owners would overlook is the fact that they can reuse a lot of that content. And if you've 
properly just transcribed it and used it on a on your site as assets to your product that it's great for SEO. Yeah. You mentioned specialized earlier. Do they roll out some of their new bikes using this type of a tool? That's the plan. Yeah. So we started working with them just last month and this is a, this was a test balloon for them too, right? Which is always fun for us. They really believe like a lot of brands that, th- that this is going to become a more prevalent piece of their business, a really nice sales channel for them. So far they've started with apparel. They've done a show that was focused on helmets, but yes, eventually they want to be able to go out and utilize this live shopping piece to roll out new bikes, to get some of their athletes potentially that are sponsored by Specialized to come and do demonstrations and, and walk through the components of the bike and make it really interactive with chat and just make them really fun and just a great way for a customer to be able to pop on real quick and, uh, and feel connected to the brand. And again, whether it's one-to-one or it's one-to-many, that's the ethos of Immerse is enabling brands to connect in the most authentic way with their customers. We mentioned the different types of video buying. Do you envision at some point that the video is going to be embedded with call to actions so the client's just going to be able to stream through some of these either live streams or recorded live streams and then able to just click during that video at that time and purchase that in stream? Yeah, we do that today. So from a transactional standpoint, you're able to, as you're setting up your live event, you create the products that are going to be displayed in that product carousel that you can then click on a product tile as a customer while you're watching that show. Or when they're talking about a specific product, you can pin that product into the video and then the customer is able to click on that, go right to the PDP without leaving the live show, be able to add to cart and purchase right there. And we track all of the sales and really are able to give the brand a very clear real-time ROI on how this is performing. Do you remember, geez, a number of years ago, Netflix had a movie that you could do interactively, choose how Mm -hmm. the movie's going to end. Do you think that the funnels are going to end up that way at some point, or we're going to have an option of a video type funnel where you're going to walk through the sales process and you're going to ask for something with a person even an AI person, and then you're going to end up at the end with, with a video describing the product you're about to buy? Yeah, one. Yeah, I think that, that's stuff that's already starting to be developed with this whole digital shelving and being able to like walk into a, either into a store and be able to see have digital shelving or put on a headset and whether this is more metaverse related or, or whatever that, that ends up looking. We're really excited about the future of that because regardless of the path of how that's going, how that's the technology that's going to be behind that and the experience, you're always going to want to be able to have a human that's there that can answer questions. And that's really where we come in, right? That's where we can plug in that, those brand experts with the customer. And whether that's again, strolling through a digital mall with a headset on or pulling off a product of a digital shelf off a digital shelf, and then the video frame pops up and you're immediately connected with somebody who knows the product that you're holding and can answer questions for you. All that stuff is coming and we feel like that we can play well with all of those. If you're looking at next year, 2023, what is it that a any store owner could start with on video to help them get introduced and get climatized or get used to doing business in a different way than they've been doing for the last, whatever, five, 10 years? Yeah, for sure. So I, what's great about 
immerse, and not just immerse, but I think digital clienteling in, in, in general is that it's very easy to scale, right? You can start slow. So if you're a store owner and you want to only allocate even one associate, or maybe it's three or five associates, just depending on that, you can put the widget up on your website. And even if you don't get somebody during store hours, maybe it's 11 o'clock at night and obviously there's nobody there. It can act as a message taker where the customer can say, Hey, we caught you, caught you, caught us after hours, leave your name and number. We can follow up with you at a later time. But there's so many different ways that you can really start to crawl before you even walk and run into digital commerce to where you can offer it which will help differentiate you from the competition, but does not take just hundreds and hundreds of man hours to really execute on. So it's easy to really dip your toe in the water on this. And then as you start to see, okay, and maybe it's a certain, maybe it's a certain product, right? Maybe you start with one product first that is that you have links on your PDP. Hey, not sure what, um, you know, what pair of boots is right for you. Click here and start live. And it's like, okay, this worked really well for boots. I wonder if it will work well for dresses. And then we move over to dresses. And now let's add a couple of dress experts. You don't have to just jump right in, right? Go completely immersive into this thing. You're able to walk a little bit before you really hit the ground running. And then on the flip side, that whole live shopping piece, that's super to be able to go and, and do a fun little 15, 20 minute live show, even if it's once a month, right? But at least you're able to connect and put a face and kind of a personality behind your brand. And I think that if you are a merchant, as you head into 2023, that has products that are that are higher of value, that maybe are higher consideration, that you're making a big mistake if you don't have one of these types of engagement tools ready to go. Yeah, that's awesome. So don't get stuck into one channel. Think about all the different possibilities out there and test and try is what I'm hearing you say. 100%. 100%. Yep. You never know what's going to work well for one brand that maybe doesn't resonate with, with their audience like it does other brand. So yeah, you just got to, you got to be everywhere all the time. And the customer really demands at this point to be able to quickly connect with somebody, right? The right person. They don't want to go into, to your point, a cable TV type service queue, right? You've got to eliminate that. And that's really what we were designed to do. Patrick, as we close out the podcast, I give my guests a chance to do a shameless plug. What would you like to plug today? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. hopefully I didn't plug too much along the way. But I would absolutely recommend anybody that's listening to this, that's a merchant, that feels like that their brand, their products could could, could have a better experience to have a quick call with us. We can walk through some of the KPIs that we're seeing. We've learned a lot over the last three or four years as we've rolled this out of, of what works, what what doesn't work, what tools based off of your brand's DNA may make the most sense to start. And we're very flexible. We're very easy to scale. And if you want to get started in live commerce, and I highly recommend that you do, I think that we're the best place to get started with and would obviously welcome the opportunity to chat with anybody. <laughs> Great, and I'll put all those contact details in the show notes. Patrick Jacobs, okay. so much. thank you so much for being here today. You got it. Thanks again for having me, Brent. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Talk Commerce. Please rate this episode wherever you download your podcasts. We are actively looking for people to participate in the free joke project. 
go to talk-commerce.com and sign up for your free spot on the Free Joke Project. If you are a business, I will do a 30-second elevator pitch in the spot to help promote your business. That's talk-commerce.com.